0: Tonight Romance, baby, get up, let's dance. Justin Lind, and welcome to another edition of the Wandering Coach podcast. The episode today is a really, really awesome one. I had a blast making it, and uh, it's really the type of stuff that I had in mind when I was inspired to begin this podcast. The guest is Pixie Castrip, the yoga teacher who I've been going to for about seven or eight months. And really the person that, uh, that made yoga become a lasting, uh, meaningful thing for me. And, uh, she's, she's exactly the type of person that I had in mind that I wanted to talk to when I had the idea to start this podcast. And I had an absolute blast making this thing. I, I think that she's super interesting and has a fascinating story and uh, a very, very unique, inspiring outlook on life. And, This was a great opportunity to just sit down and have a long conversation with her. And uh, that's, that's really the coolest thing about these podcasts is that it's just given me the opportunity to sit down and have these long talks with people. And I had an absolute blast making it. So to anyone that has listened to these podcasts before or has at least been following some of the postings, you might have noticed that... I posted a recording of one of her classes as episode eight. And, uh, so now we finally got the opportunity to set up a talk and make a real podcast. And I had an absolute blast. So this is, uh, I don't want to say this has been my favorite one so far because they all have been a blast uh but this one was is certainly special. Um she's a really a really fascinating person and um I'm lucky to have gotten to uh have this long talk. I learned a lot of new stuff about her and uh yeah, just had a blast. I uh I walked away with a present too. I went over to her house and her 7-year-old daughter was there also. And while we were sitting there making the podcast, um her daughter Rumi was doing a little bit of arts and crafts and she made me a purse it's uh it's basically a packet of paper uh all stapled together so that i have multiple pockets and uh there's some pretty some pretty interesting coloring on the front and the back so maybe i'll post a picture of that it was pretty cute she has a very very precocious cute (laughs) seven-year-old and uh so yeah, that's that's basically what's what's going on with this podcast. It's uh it's awesome and I hope everyone enjoys it. And quick quick thing to mention before I get into that is uh thanks to everyone that has been using the Amazon affiliate link. I know there hasn't been a whole lot of people, but I've used it to make a couple purchases myself through a different Amazon account. Um and I have spoken to a couple people that told me they've used it. And I've also just seen... I have a little record. I don't get to see exactly what, what everyone bought. But I do get to see kind of a breakdown of, you know, the number of clicks uh, per day that it's getting and the number of purchases and kind of the referral rate for how many people go through it um, to the number of people that actually buy something. And uh, I'm I'm seeing it grow. It's very, very slow. And it's still very, very small and um have made a couple bucks and it's 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 pretty neat so to all the people that have used that thank you to all the people that have clicked through and uh and checked it out also thank you i hope that someday you do make a purchase through it and it's a it's a really cool way to show a little bit of support so i'm glad that's that's starting to happen so thank you uh we'll keep this one short because i'm really excited for this interview so without further ado pixie castrip thanks yeah. so. All right, well, we're recording. I'll leave those plugged in in case I want to go back and check it. Okay. But um, (laughs) it's always a little bit funny when you just decide to press play because you're having a conversation and then you press play and then it feels like it switches a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But um, why don't we talk a little bit about your yoga, sir, because I was going to start with something else, but you were just talking about writing and reading and Mm -hmm. trying to publish all this stuff. Is it published published. somewhere?
1: No published. So it's kind of like schoolwork. Yes. Okay. Totally like schoolwork. Um, I did my first 200 hour. Gosh, ten years ago. Okay. And a t- basic 200 hour. Um, there's some reading. There's some anatomy work. You're learning right. about poses, and you're learning about it. every 200 hour is different. But I did. I did my first 200 hour, 200 hour a long time ago. Okay. While studying my um, uh, bachelor of science in kinesiology.
0: Right in Humboldt. In Humboldt. Okay.
1: Um, and I was. It was really cool to do the both simultaneously. Yeah, because I bet. Um, all my research papers were all yoga based.
0: Yeah, and, that uh, is kind of neat. It was different. All your Humboldt stuff. Are... my yeah. yeah so cool. in
1: like applied kinesiology, I did a, You know, I was focusing on different movements in the yoga practice. Right. While all my other um, peers were, you know, athletes or pre PT students, right. um, I did go with a few. I had a few other um, health and wellness. Uh, Pierce, but no right. one was <laughs> bringing in like some odd yoga yeah, move yeah, yeah. And, as their as their training as their research papers. But it was a really it allowed me to really sink into um, the body, yeah, and see the body the way I now see it you know, ten years later.
0: Well, that is that's the way that you do see the body shines through, and that's 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 what resonated with me. Okay. Um, maybe I'll talk about that in a sec. Okay. But, like, what does what does a yoga cert entail? You know, like wh- who do you do it through, and is there a governing body? Or...
1: There is a governing body these days, okay. and there was then as well. Um, yoga Alliance it's okay. for the U.S. And so, any training that you're going to go through, any certification you're going to go through, though whoever's doing that training, whether it's a yoga studio or any yogi can really do it after they get a certain amount of hours. Right. The Have curriculum, yes, okay. the curriculum has to be put together and accredited by Yoga Alliance. Okay. Um, so I'm finishing up a 500 hour with my, my main teacher, Shiva Ray, okay. through her school, the Samudra school. Where is she? She is an international yogi okay. and so she offers the trainings all over the world. Um, she uh, is based out of Santa Monica in the sense that I did all my trainings with her five years ago okay. in Santa Monica. Okay. Um, now she's very rarely in Santa Monica because she travels so much that's more cool. um, and that's just published a book.
0: That's a nice um, excuse to go travel. Um, yes,
1: yes, exactly. She just published a book called Tending the Fire. Okay. And so with that book out and then her ability to, to do retreats and, and play yeah. worldwide um she it it just works it's a beautiful space and i really enjoy that um so i had to spend hours with her mm-hmm. um uh with her school um there was some seva work seva is uh f- um offering your time uh without needing money in return sure and so I had a Save Up project, um, which has turned into my Juxtapose project that I ah, offer cool. in the community once a month.
0: Yeah, I wonder um, what that was.
1: Yeah, and then we also have to do um, book reports, ah. reading lots of books. <laughs> Those <laughs> in, never in, in, go away, no, no, no matter don't. what your area of study is. <laughs> and, it doesn't, it, and every school is going to be different, but that's part of, you know, there is curriculum that right. Yoga Alliance will ask each school to do. Okay,
0: so it's very much like any sort of regular school i guess where she she if she wants to teach she basically presents a curriculum that she's prepared right and as long as it addresses certain standards they yeah. basically say yes you can do this and right go off and do it right that's cool um, so it's so pretty yeah, open he, as long as you open, hit a couple things exactly and, I, nice. and my
1: understanding it is this quite clear right. i haven't looked into it personally so i don't know right but um It's pretty clear. And I have friends across the world who um, do their own teacher trainings that they've accumulated and created the curriculum for. They're not part of some big yoga studio or big yoga school, but they created the curriculum themselves and then able to, you know, really uh, flourish with that.
0: That's cool, because then you can really learn from someone that resonates with you. Correct. You know, and you don't need yeah. to. But I guess that's like any school, you know, especially colleges. You kind of choose yeah. a place that, that, that you seem to identify with. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So what is this 500-hour one? It's uh, Is it like a next level, or yes. is it a renewing of a... It's a
1: next level. Okay. And then, you know, when it becomes, I'm sure you can relate, when it becomes something you're passionate about, you're continuously learning Absolutely. And going to different people, yeah. so sure, I've just finished five hundred hours with Shiva. So now I have, you know, seven hundred hours of accredited, you know, time right. through Yoga Alliance. Um, but that doesn't mean class you
0: teach is right. a huge learning experience.
1: And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to go do another. If uh, you know, there's a few other teachers that I really resonate with. Mark right. Whitwall is one of my other main teachers, and um, I haven't gotten accredited training from him, but I do teach what he. What he right. is about, and it's part of my absolutely. my um, passion. So I'm not going to stop just because I now have 700 hours. Right. And I don't think anybody. And ever you never does. really
0: stick to like one uh, school of. Yes. Yeah. It's uh-huh. it's absolutely the same for all the stuff that I'm into. Right. You know, I just I'm constantly reading and absorbing uh-huh. as much as you can from all these different people. Absolutely. And it kind of becomes all of that comes in, and you form your own. Absolutely. Whatever it becomes, but. You know, I guess that's just kind of the learning pl- process in general. I agree. You know, but, so how do you meet all these people? Like your main teacher, Shiva Ray, you said.
1: Shiva Ray, um, I was just in a situation where I went online and knew I needed to study some more. It's kind of silly that this is how I did it. This isn't how I would mm. necessarily suggest others doing it, <laughs> but um, I was online, and my daughter was, you know, young, and I was looking at schools. Okay. that I wanted to go to, or trainings that I could go to that were in Southern California. So this
0: is when you just decided, I'm going to become I wanted more hours. I was
1: already a yoga teacher. Okay. With but you've never
0: done any sort of accreditation? I had already. Oh, okay. When
1: I stepped into Shiva, into working and playing with the Prana Flow tribe, yeah. I was already a yoga teacher. Okay. I'd been teaching for some time. Um, I was already teaching in Ventura because my yeah. daughter, we were living here So when did at the that time. start then?
0: When did you start teaching?
1: I started teaching um, while I was still in college. Okay. Um. I don't know. 2002.
0: Okay. Yeah. Whenever.
1: Probably. Um. I took my first yoga class in 1999. Okay. Here in Ventura, when Mavericks used to at be Gold's t- Gym. Oh, oh at Mavericks! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it used to be Gold's Gym. Yeah. Um, and I took a class there while I was in transition from. Uh, Hawaii to Humboldt I was living in Hawaii oh, for a few years okay. N- no I was already no I was in Hawaii okay um I was visiting but that was uh, where I took my first like visiting your parents class here. yeah I'd done yoga like on my own or in high school I remember a teacher doing yoga once in oh, a class okay. and it was awkward but yeah um <laughs> but I took a class here at there and really loved it and chose when I went when I ended up in Humboldt in two thousand one
0: sought out some other sought out practices. a teacher yeah.
1: and had found a teacher who um as a student I had, you know, no funds to right. consistently go somewhere. I yes. found a teacher who said if you're willing to show up to class regularly, I will tre- teach you. wow um and he That's pretty nice. Yeah, his name is Francis Warner. He was an Ashtanga teacher. I will
0: teach you like towards being an instructor or, or I will just let He'll you just come let, to class, let me
1: come to class and yeah. really allow me to take in and absorb the practice. Yeah. And, um, Which it was awesome. a sunrise class. That. It was, you know, oh, so 5.30 yeah. in the morning.
0: <laughs> That's a big commitment. <laughs> <laughs> that was where, that was where the commitment was.
1: Right. And I, why it was like, he said, okay, you can do this, but you need to show up. And, um, and I did. I showed up and um, really enjoyed it. And then when I moved, so I lived really close to where he was teaching at the time. And when I moved, I um, rearranged where I was studying and um, ended up starting to teach. Pretty soon after, because of my education in kinesiology, um, I was being taught how to teach other things. At that point in my life, I was Mm teaching every type of exercise class under the sun. Really? really? <laughs> yes.
0: All, all the ones with the fun names? Like oh, yeah. and, uh... The only
1: thing I think I have not taught is Zumba. Okay. Because that's also a trademark training sure. process that I have not gone right. through. But I've taught everything else. Have you? Oh, yes.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> Just all the... Like, I love when you go to, like, any kind of standard gym and you see all the names of the classes that are in the studios. They're always yep. so funny. Yep. That's... That's funny. I
1: enjoyed spinning classes. I taught spinning classes for seven yeah. years. I know um, someone
0: that just did a Soul Cycle yeah, uh, certification. Yeah, it's a cool She's spot all into it.
1: For sure, um, and I miss that sometimes. But yoga, as I moved into living the practice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which I have been committed to doing um, for about six years, like fully living, like mm-hmm. and really doing that. I mean, I've been committed to it since I was nineteen, and every year it gets more refined. Mm-hmm. About six years ago. Um, maybe even around the time, yeah, it was longer than that. When I moved to India, it gave me the foundation to really understand what I wanted. Um, because I've always been about living the flow, but not understanding what that meant for me. Right. Moving to India, um, you know, and being exposed to beauty in all things. Mm -hmm. And then living on a, I lived on a, um, um, piece of property that was devoted to consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I was their private wellness coach. That's cool. And so I was in a space that was constantly about meditating and creating in meditation and, and surrounded by yeah. people that have similar. Yes. Surrounded by people like that and horses. <laughs> there were horses everywhere I was yeah. living at the time. That's um, funny. But um, it really shifted and allowed me to get an a, a understanding of my footing. Yeah. Um, and
0: that's really neat.
1: That shift in commitment to myself really allowed me to narrow in on my personal practice mm-hmm. and what I wanted to offer. Because when I was in India, I was still doing personal training and still teaching exercise right. classes. That was why I was there and why I was. I, I was flown out there and lived there and hired there to do. Right. Um, and yet most of my clients wanted me to, to give them yoga right. Um, and so it was refreshing. And then coming back to California, um, I found out I was pregnant and
0: um, <laughs> So you were already in, back in California.
1: When I found when I found out oh, I was pregnant, okay. yeah. yes, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I thought you came back from India because you found out that you were pregnant in India. No, no, no. no. It was just kind of funny timing. Uh-huh. Huh?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, it was, and um, and so you know, dancing that dance yeah. of of motherhood, and and that oh, once sure. I thought I had found my my footing, <laughs> and then being shown yeah. that I was going to be um, experiencing a new way of that, um, and then when she was just about turning two. I was ready to start some more study.
0: Yeah.
1: And that I was online. I applied to the program that Shiva offered and mm-hmm. got an email saying, hooray, you know, come yeah. join us. Um, and uh, committed to three weeks of training,
0: okay.
1: never having met her. um, Walked into the studio space down an exhale. And she wasn't there yet. In fact, the first two days of our first training, she was not there. She was at Wanderlust. And her, like, one of her teachers that teaches in her school was there. Okay. And I just knew that I was in the right place. And I feel like I've, like, found my, like, tribe Mm -hmm. within minutes of us starting to be together. And I've been hooked ever since.
0: That's really cool. I, uh, it's, it's, it's funny that you say, like, the finding, my tribe thing because I just had that experience last weekend. Nice. Yeah, I I was in Boston for a certification okay. of stuff and okay. uh sort of sort of had that same experience yeah. where you find a group of people and i guess an organization that just really really resonates with all uh-huh. of your values. Okay. I guess yeah, yes, you would have yes, yes. or yes. just uh something deeper than uh than just, you know, i like i like what these guys do. You know yeah. what i mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's really neat.
1: Mm-hmm. It is, and what Shiva's practice has inspired me to do is to dive into embodying the flow, right. and to really be authentic with what it is that I am sharing. And so, what I, why I'm in that space, and why I love it so much, and why I feel like I stepped into you know my tribe, is that I have been. Um, held accountable and um, supported in being who I am now, yeah, and you can get that anywhere. What I want to offer the community and you know whoever I 'm around right. is something that I have to already embody, yeah, and that is huge in this the Samudra training and all of the things that you're doing with her. Um, And it's almost subliminal in some ways. I mean, it's not. One of our modules is embodying the flow, but it's almost subliminal, and like you don't realize what you're being asked. And probably a lot of like how, what I'm asking y'all to do when you come to class Mm -hmm. and I'm teaching, like it's not like you come to class thinking like, okay, like I'm gonna walk away from this and I'm gonna figure out some sort of frustration I had before I came to class. Yet something comes through me to make sure that. That y'all get what you need. Yeah, absolutely. You know, shine up again and be right again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I really have to be honest that I'm so grateful and thankful for my teachers, and that Shiva in particular has been such an inspiration. On not just she's a mom, you know, so not just on like a um, superficial. I want to be a yoga teacher and here's my yoga mat right. way. When and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I've had this desire to really walk the walk. Yeah, I, I have no interest in just, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I think, I think that that's the attitude you have to have. To really make a deep impact on people, you have to kind of embody what you teach. Right. If you are going to be someone that kind of... Leads or teaches or does anything where where you can really offer something like that to people. That makes sense. I think that you have to embody right. it because right. it's uh, it's so disingenuous if you don't. Right, and that's who we are inspired and they, by. And people can exactly. You're not only the the um, the teacher, but you're also the example and the inspiration and. All of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And people can sense it too, you know, if you, if you don't embody what you're, what you're saying, people know, Mm -hmm. you know, even Mm -hmm. if they don't, even if the interaction with them is limited to one hour long class a week, you know, they can feel. And I think, I think that that is really what resonated with me in your classes because I had been to, I can't remember how many, how many classes I'd been to, um, before I came to yours, maybe two or three, you know, I've been to, I think two at Yoga Jones and maybe one at Jai. Okay. And, um, I just thought that yoga would probably be something that would be good for me to go do and kind of feed a little bit of a different side of my nature. And then also move and stretch and all that kind of stuff. Cause I do a lot of stuff that's very intense right, and right. destructive. Right. So it'd be, it, <laughs> I thought it'd be a good idea to get in the habit of doing something constructive, but nothing really clicked. I'd go and it was fun. And sometimes you would go upside down or I'd feel like I'd get a good stretch and it was nice, but it was, that's all it was. You okay. know what I mean? It was just kind of go and relax and stretch for an hour. And then, um, I had gotten recommendations from a lot of people to come see your class someone at the first crossfit gym i was at uh-huh. told me awana okay. i don't know um i don't think she's been to your classes in a while just okay. based on schedules kind of rearranged right. and stuff but um a couple years ago and then um i started seeing crystal for acupuncture and she also recommended it and maybe around that same time um aaron also right aaron clearfish yes and so all three of them were like, oh, man, like, you know, if you've been to other stuff, like, you got to check out Pixie's class. It's different. Just go. And, um, and it definitely was, you know, nice. the very first one was. Uh... But I think, I think what resonates in me is there's a great, a great energy and um, the way that we flow through stuff and just the environment that you kind of broadcast In the class is really nice, but what really resonates is maybe it has something to do with this commitment or maybe some of the background in kinesiology, Uh but when I do my coaching stuff, um, there is kind of a a subtle, I guess it's a skill or just, just kind of a subtle understanding of seeing the way that people move and being able to make subtle fixes. And not only to see it, but to also kind of feel it. And you can tell someone, hey, I want you to focus on pulling your shoulder back or doing pointing your toes this way or something like that. Um, and it fixes so many other things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, just focus on this one little thing and everything else kind of falls in line. Right. And that's so much a part of what I do. So it's 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 kind of like deeply... Yeah, I guess just deeply a part of what I do. So I have such an appreciation for that, nice. and and I kind of recognize that in you. Uh-huh. So the first couple times you would make adjustments or tell me things, um, or even seeing you do it with other people, it was it was just like you projected this very deep understanding of just movement and the way that things should look and that was something I'd never gotten in a yoga teacher before wonderful yeah yeah you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome so so that was that was what was really uh what really resonated for me is it just seemed like there was a uh so much more of a commitment and understanding Mm. than I'd ever gotten from a lot of people yeah and it was neat I appreciated it you know what I mean because it's something that is it's a huge part of what you do you yeah. know what I mean? I agree and with you. And it makes you—it makes you, it makes agree, you yeah. um, a very, very effective teacher. You know, Yay. and just the passion—you <laughs> can see the passion there. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, no, I understand. Yeah.
1: Um, I was just in a class last night discussing um, alignment, and I'm teaching a class next month about alignment in the the, the vinyasa flow—that mm-hmm. plank, chaturanga, up dog, down dog sure. flow—because um, I feel it's so important. Um I have to say, you know, I've been teaching since what 2001 or 2002. Yeah. I haven't personally had a student injure themselves.
0: Mm. Because
1: I'm committed to Absolutely. my eye scanning for alignment before other things because if you're in a, I injured my knee. Yeah. That doing my, yoga? Doing yoga um the very first round because I wasn't placing my foot in, my, in the right position. Sure. And I was just starting my... Actually, at that point, I was studying dance and not okay. as much kinesiology. So I didn't catch it on my own. Right. And my teacher at that time was really more focused on the sequence and giving us the right. sequence and helping assist us into those poses and right. not so much the alignment. Meanwhile, I'm you know jumping into this crazy program where I'm teaching all these classes and I'm doing all this exercise stuff. Right. And not paying attention to my alignment. Right. So you're and moving my knee, a lot, and you're yeah. doing stuff, teaching, mm-hmm. and outside of mm-hmm.
0: that, and all the right. fitness classes and stuff right. you're teaching. And... So my
1: Warrior One and Warrior Two poses were consistently um, out of alignment for my knee and my ankle. Right. To the point where I weakened letting that knee fall yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I weakened the joint around it, and in 2004. Um,
0: so it was kind of a chronic. Hmm.
1: It took a while, and that's what I see. Um, It's really common. I see um, students with injuries in their shoulders, their elbows, and their wrists Mm -hmm. from Well, shoulders. Most
0: people's shoulders are not equipped to do a lot of stuff. So that's, you know,
1: know, with that being said, that's why we don't work on the walls. I don't like people jumping up in my class. It's okay to do it... In other classes, for sure.
0: It's not uh, objectively wrong. Correct. uh, Absolutely not.
1: It's the space of I want to offer the tools to someone so that they're in another space. They can continue to stay feeling that they're strong within. Um, Because when we can come from strong within, and you know this from your practice as well, and all the things that you do, when we're strong within, like there's so much more power to that. Mm -hmm. And you can excel so yes. much more. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, I don't like to use, it's not that I'm proud, but I'm really happy to know that I'm able to offer a space that is safe yeah. to explore. And I always, I will generally say to the class, you know, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to make sure you're safe in what you're doing. Right. Who's your breath and your movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a guide. As Shiva likes to say, we're like the river raft guide and you throw your raft down. Right. And, and we on down the river and see where it takes you.
0: Absolutely. Uh Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And having that type of a commitment, especially when you get people that are beginning and Mm -hmm. you can kind of instill that sort of, uh, that sort of mentality when they go in, you know, is that let's, let's make sure that we are putting ourselves in proper alignment, mm-hmm. um, it's a really important thing to instill in people. I agree. You know, um, it's, <laughs> it's not, a, it's not about the, um, I guess the specifics of, of, well, I don't want to say that. I was going to say it's not about the specific poses, but it's, um, right. yeah, I, uh, I kind of have the same thing, you know, cause people come into CrossFit and they are very, ready to just like start going crazy, they're all competitive and uh-huh. especially if they have friends in it or they've seen it, you know. And we kinda combat that exact same thing okay. is um, people don't give the attention to doing things properly. And most people if they've never done anything like that don't have uh, the ability to do that kind of stuff. Like most people can't put two arms straight over their head parallel without hyperextending. Their right. Arms. You know? Right. They're they're just so bound up in here that they get too close and then to get to that vertical low back let's go instead of shoulders releasing and letting the arms kind of come through you know and um as my shoulders pop as I <laughs> creak back into place here um but uh yeah you see that kind of stuff all the time and um I think having that that sort of attention to uh I don't necessarily care if you're getting all the way there. Like, let's let's find something that is safe for you right now, right, and that you can feel strong and comfortable in, right, and uh, and
1: that's how you build,
0: right, absolutely. for sure.
1: I you don't build a house on sand, yeah. I mean, maybe a palapa at the yeah. beach, but you're not going to build your <laughs> house, still, yeah. <laughs> you know, on sand because it'll absolutely. just eventually move away. Absolutely,
0: yeah. You got to build that strong base, and mm-hmm. um, being able to put yourself in proper alignment is is absolutely the the base of the pyramid. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, And we get that all the time too in the gym. Like people come in and want to start doing stuff. And I almost want to say, you know, if it were up to me, you wouldn't be able to do anything until you fix this, this, and this. You know what I mean? And that's really hard to hear for some people. Right. Because they're very proud. Right. Um, And, you know, it's like, well, if you just start building up from where you're at right now, you're just going to overdevelop your imbalances, right. you know, and right. it's going to be that much harder to combat. Like it's really hard to fix things along the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I used to be kind of, uh, solely responsible for the intro program at the gym. The first like six or seven months they were open. Um, I, I led the 12 class four week intro program. Okay. Um, so I'd have like all the people that when they want to join the gym, they had to, they had to come to this program first. Okay. And I did that, um, I was the only one that did it for the first six months we opened. And that was, that was my favorite thing was, was like, look, I'm going to show you all of these movements. But the, my favorite part about having that role was being able to kind of set people's priorities straight and, and, um, give them an outlook on what they were doing as a whole. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter how heavy that is or it doesn't matter how fast this is or what the person next to you is doing. Like let's address what you need, and, um, I feel like that's something that just across the board in athletic movements or be it yoga or CrossFit or a- anything like that, um, that's something that's not given enough attention.
1: Oh, I agree. And I find it in this, in our culture.
0: Yeah, um, it is. It's hyper competitive. Yes. And that's, that's gotta be the root of it. Yes. Or at least part of it.
1: And we see it, it's happening in the yoga community as well. Yeah. So it's even more exciting to be able to. Yeah, offer. I see that there's
0: yoga competitions. Yeah, isn't that funny? It is. How does that? I don't know. I yeah. Is it judged? You know? I don't is have it... a
1: clue. I don't know anything about it except that it happens. Right. Um, Neither do I. And yeah, it's interesting the shift. It's beautiful that more and more people are being turned sure, on to yoga. Yeah. Um,
0: and the plus side of of that type of stuff is just that it brings more people to whatever it is. Exactly. You know? Um, sometimes and it gets so large that the quality diminishes but be, correct. because you can't control it on a, on a certain scale.
1: Correct. What is nice to remember, even when it's large and the quality is shifting, is that no matter what, it's breath. Yes. And so the more people take in deeper breaths, the less stress people are feeling, mm-hmm. even if that's for a 45 minute period of time yeah. once a week. And the more people crazy... just moving. Exactly.
0: Or being not even moving. But one thing that is is fantastic about yoga is it just kind of gives you an awareness of your own body. You mm-hmm. know, it makes you it makes you um, kind of go inward and figure out some of whether they're issues or building some confidence in the way that your body moves. Right. But it just, it just puts you a little bit more in touch with, with what your body can do. And that, that has to be a huge positive Absolutely. You know, nationwide.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. that's what I remember when I'm exposed to some of the right. you other know, things. It's like,
0: you know what, I'm just glad that you're moving. Exactly. <laughs> it's better than you not moving. Exactly. And it, yeah.
1: Moving and breathing for sure. It's yeah. just it's so big.
0: It is, yeah. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> I wonder if she's lurking around the corner. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, that was funny. I was gonna ask something about um, about breath, but uh... oh yeah, what is your opinion about um, people that flow flow through stuff really fast? Because that was was one of the things that I. I didn't enjoy about some of the early classes Mm -hmm. I went to, and then even some of the other teachers that I've been to since I started going to yours, Um, and it was just that um, it's one thing to have a little bit of a tempo to things, Mm -hmm. but it's another to feel rushed, you know, and I don't know if I breathe slowly or that I'm just relatively large and have big lungs, (laughs) so like my breaths are long, you know? Um, but when I'm, when I'm forcibly like inhaling and exhaling to make my breath, keep up with the movements rather than letting my breath be the thing that sets the cadence for the movements. Um, it's, it's it's kind of a flipping of, and I suppose that there could be kind of a time and a place for both. Um, but what is your thought on that?
1: I would have to agree that there's a time and a place for both. Right, like purposely
0: I, picking up the cadence and right, get your breathing faster. Right. And
1: um, I personally um, find that moving with your breath is more important, um, and it also prevents injury. Um, yet... If that's how, well, again, that, it goes back to if that's what's drawing people to start pulling their mat out right. and start moving their body, um, that to me can right. end, and end up being a little bit more important at this point in our right. lifetime just to get people on the mat. Absolutely.
0: Um, and if that's the only thing that people are doing to elevate their right. heart rate and elevate their yeah. breathing, then yeah. so be it. Um,
1: it pulls <laughs> away from yoga. Um, yoga means union or right. yoke and um, union with God, and if God's an awkward word, yeah. um, just the union with, with yourself. Whatever. Yeah. Because then again, when you get into it, when you look at the texts across all cultures and religions, God is within. Right. And so it's a union with yourself. And so we really want to step back and ask ourselves on our own level, is this breathing allowing me to connect with myself or am I just trying to keep up the pace because this is a really cool class and I want to look really good in my Lululemon pants? Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to (laughs) say is that it,
0: it kind of, it kind of reverses where the movement comes from. So regardless of what your intention is, I'm still, I'm still doing what you're telling me right in Mm -hmm. a class. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and more or less following that. But, um, if you are letting the breath dictate the movement, then whatever you're doing starts within and kind of radiates out into that movement, right? Correct. So the breath sets it and, Correct. and, and it starts within you. Yes. And whatever is happening externally is following that. Yes. Whereas the opposite, you're looking at what's happening outside or you're trying to force yourself into... What's happening mm-hmm. externally and forcing the internal stuff to follow it. So it's 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 it, it feels like it's kinda of opposites. I, I and what with drives you. the movement.
1: And that my personal practice absolutely resonates with that and right. my teachers, that is, you know, a huge part of why Mark Whitwall and Shiva and Krishna Machari and why I follow that line of of um satsang or conversation. Right. because that is what yeah, they're conversation's discussing. a good word it's yeah. kind of
0: it's kind of a conversation with yourself
1: right because I can't say that any of it's wrong right that it's not fair to me and and things are always evolving yeah. and um, we're all allowed to have our own interpretation of that conversation right yet when we're talking about this I just keep thinking uh, Mark Whitwall in particular who you know is a yogi from law you know, he's an... Is an elder okay. and he's a beautiful human being. And he talks a lot about this intimacy, and, yeah. and, and the intimacy comes within. And so, that space of, of disconnecting and allowing your body to t- t- dictate the breath removes the intimacy from the experience. Right. And I always like to think about that, the difference between coercion and
0: mm-hmm. seduction. Okay, yeah.
1: And how in a coerc- coercion situation, we shut off with no interest. Whether that's a sexual situation or even like a man knocking on the door selling you vacuum right. cleaners. If he's right. coercing you to buy his vacuum cleaner, you're right. going to shut that door so fast. Right. But if there's a seduction to his way that's intriguing mm-hmm. or in a sexual realm, it's the same thing. Right. We are more open to flow with the experience. Mm-hmm. We won't shut down as quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: Of course, that starts with us first. Yeah. It doesn't happen to s- externally first. It just functionally cannot be that way.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So so that's where I'm coming from, with no judgment on right. others' interpretations. And that's what I'm finding as I'm experiencing my path and my flow, mm-hmm. that that's what I'm passionate about, sharing. Yeah. Without... Discrediting others views.
0: Yeah. I think that there, there absolutely is, is a place for, um, I guess kind of the other way that we're talking about mm-hmm. where we're letting the movement lead and forcing your breath to follow. Um, and then, and there's actually kind of a market for it too. We're talking yeah. about this, this, so this big true. growing world yes. and you know, you see all these things advertised like yoga, cardio. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes this, this, aerobics type class that's kind of rooted in yoga poses. Right. And there's there I would absolutely never say that that's wrong, right. but it becomes a different thing. Right. And I like the seduction coercion thing mm-hmm. because it seems like seduction is it's kind of creating a desire, right? Yeah. So you're kind of if yeah. if the breath's driving it then then you're making your body want to move and it wants to follow. Yeah. And coercion i guess is 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 just kind of like a breaking down of barrier and and it It is a little bit of a forcible it doesn't feel good right i always think
1: of like when i was a kid or in high school and we had to do stretches um i was a swimmer competitive swimmer and like going to like a hamstring stretch and like just throwing your leg up on a fence right just because they told you to uh your body just like stiffens up instead of relaxing Uh it
0: protects itself right you know it and creates that, that barrier, that, and right. then when yeah. you're coercing it, uh-huh. you have to break down that uh-huh. barrier. Yeah. And that is
1: exactly what we do. Rather than creating work that, that desire
0: to mm-hmm. fall into the stretch. yeah.
1: And that's, that's, that's exactly, like, all of that other way is still the path in the long run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, a
1: lot, wherever it is that you, got an, you and me and, and millions of people doing yoga got inspired to go ahead and take a class. Right. Awesome. And and it doesn't matter what the class was called or Mm -hmm. how they were doing it. It's awesome because... And I used to teach at the gyms here and teach hundreds of people a day. And never changed my my stance on how I was going to teach. So it didn't matter that I was at LA Fitness or I was at a yoga studio. Because people say, oh, you're teaching gym yoga and studio yoga. And and I'm like, no, I'm teaching yoga the way that I'm choosing to. It never... I have students that I've had. I've been teaching in Ventura since I was pregnant. So, and my daughter is now seven. Right. I have students that I've been with for seven years. Yeah. And seeing their practice change, but seeing their life change.
0: Yeah. It's neat.
1: It's so cool. I didn't do that.
0: Right.
1: I know that them giving themselves the hour twice a week years ago and... In the yoga practice and being consistent with them for themselves, Mm -hmm. allow them to see things differently on their path, without them having to tell me anything, because that's what that's what it does, and that's why it's like okay, call it what you want, do it how you want. It's you giving yourself an hour or seventy-five minutes or ninety minutes or however long you're going to give yourself to be with yourself. Mm -hmm. In that changes your
0: being with yourself is totally changes your view, you know, on everything Mm -hmm.
1: in the long run.
0: Yeah. That time with yourself is, uh, (laughs) is, is probably the biggest thing. And that, that, that is kind of what yoga classes become. If you, if you can really let yourself fall into that space. And I guess in the beginning, you know, you're a little apprehensive and, and there's other people and maybe you don't know the teacher or you're not sure what the, hoses are going to be and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but once you learn to get rid of that um, then you can kind of (laughs) let yourself fall deeper into whatever's happening and it's nice because I find myself not necessarily I mean obviously following what we're doing but not feeling any sort of pressure to be doing exactly what I should be doing in what, you know, that exact moment. Right. So it becomes this, you know, like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this because that's what I want to be doing Uh or whatever. And, um, that was, that was a real distinct moment when that happened in yoga classes, you know, because you kind of, you let go of any sort of, uh, self-conscious feeling you have about just being in the class and all the other people being around and it all it all just kind of drops away okay and sometimes I find myself I like closing my eyes through almost all of it sometimes I get out of balance and you got to open them but (laughs) um, sometimes I'll find myself with eyes closed for like 20 minutes you know what I mean and it's it's nice I find myself I don't know if it's getting used to it or the more that I go the more it just becomes a special part of the week, but I find myself able to go much deeper into wherever I'm going. Okay. Right. I find myself falling much deeper into it. Um, the more that I go, you okay. know, it's like you get better at going to that place yeah. and, and leaving everything behind. So because you're better at that, then you can shift into that space almost instantly. You right. know what I mean? And as soon as I kind of close my eyes and let everything go, very very quickly, I, I, I find myself in a very different place. That's wonderful. And yeah, it's cool. I've started doing it a little bit um, in the evenings too. You know yes. what I mean? Like yes. I'll just I'll, I'll just sit and kind of sometimes move around and stretch a little bit. Sometimes just kind of sit on my bedroom floor and uh, and try to get myself to go into that space. Wonderful. And it's yeah, it's I nice. Say. I uh, I was for a couple of years before this not giving myself enough time for myself. Okay. You know. Yes, I do. Know. I used to. I used to all the time I had this habit of getting home from school and just lying on my bed for a while. I did it a lot in college and I'd walk in and sometimes I'd find myself still wearing my backpack. You know, I'd walk in, <laughs> I'd walk in the door and lean my bike up and then just and then just go flop down. Yeah. You know, and lie there for sometimes it was like an hour and I mean, I guess it was meditation. It was just it was yeah. just kind of this nice little time that you devoted to yourself. And I did it for years before I I consciously did it, you know. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's funny.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And she's just floating past. Yeah. Past and, yeah, to Wanting to know what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's funny. When was her birthday? On the Memorial Day, right? Yeah. That's May crazy. May twenty-six. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh-huh. funny. Do you remember the first, um kind of time that yoga became I guess a meaningful thing like that moment that 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 stuff really resonated with you or did it always kind of do that it
1: always kind of did that I can remember um, when I moved to Hawaii at the beginning of 1999 okay I rode my bike to work there's no street lamps. Um, yeah.
0: Where were you working? Um, I was working... At a gym or something?
1: No, not, not yet. Okay. Um, I was working at a, a fake flower shop in Kapa'a. Really? Uh-huh. So Selling I like, plastic like flowers? big plastic flowers yeah. and I made, <laughs> I made, you know, like flower arrangements for people's um, condos and right. all this fancy That's things. true because there's,
0: there's a lot of vacation mm-hmm. homes out there and they, right. all, they all do have fake fruit mm-hmm. and fake flowers. Yeah. I guess there's a market for <laughs> that. I never thought record. about that. <laughs> I was always busy.
1: Um, and it was a beautiful space. I mean, yeah, it be more beautiful yeah. if they were alive. Maybe it didn't but, smell um, as uh, no, <laughs> as good no. as it could have. But um, I would ride my bike home in the dark, and um, I'd have my little basket and I had a flashlight strapped to the front. Mm-hmm. And I can remember feeling a sensation that was very diff- like. I mean, I had like feelings of that in high school, but I didn't pay attention to them. Right. It wasn't right to pay attention to them at that point, and socially, you know. But I can remember feeling the sensation that there was a, a bigger presence, and that it was trying to like make itself known to me. Riding my bike and, um, you know, being far away from home. I had a few friends mm-hmm. and I partied, of course. But you know,
0: being far away from home, I think, is a big mm-hmm. piece of that. Mm-hmm. It when you're always surrounded by what you've been surrounded by, yeah. Then you then it's kind of hard to feel a deeper connection to right. things. Right. You know, and it, I'm an, it blocks all of that out. It really is <laughs> right, a bubble. Right. It really is a bubble. And it's like looking, it, I imagine it being, being inside a bubble mm-hmm. and you know, it's like looking through glass where it distorts everything. Everything past it is blurry, you know, okay. and it's like you don't see this yeah. larger yeah. thing around you.
1: Yeah. And that was when I sort of connected with it. And then I moved to Maui and in Maui, um, I started working at the health food store there, Mana Foods. And, um, Really being exposed to a lot of conscious, different types of conscious human beings and intrigued and interested. I got very sick and then Pre-stores started, yes, and started <laughs> inquiring about ways to um, become more healthy. Right. Um, and in that process, I started doing yoga on the beach Okay, and, there's a lot um, of yoga on the beach mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Well, yeah, and it wasn't with anybody. Or oh. maybe it would be with one person. Okay. I wasn't doing classes yet. I didn't go to classes regularly until my shift to Humboldt.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so it was just kind of, of this between. personal mm-hmm. thing.
1: And the people, the crowd of people that I was spending time with were energy workers and um, yogis and right. and health-conscious people. They so were surrounded by And it. so I was really interested in, in moving in towards that um and uh, that was when I noticed, like, a conscious curiosity, mm-hmm. um, for sure, and just, I've never been one to deny myself of anything, <laughs> whether that means I have to do some hard work to get to it, right? so I just figured out a way to start exploring it, yeah. and then you know, every year since have just been refining and refining and refining, mm-hmm. and I'm, 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 I'm I'm excited to be 85 and still refining. Right. You know, at yeah. some point in my life.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a big uh, piece, I think, of a of a a life well led is this commitment to continue learning and mm-hmm. continue bettering yourself and uh, you know, very much a journey. You're never there. No. You're always
1: the journey. You're is, always heading uh, towards yeah. it, but
0: you're never there. Whatever that may be, I guess. Yeah. When you say uh, deeper curiosity, what do you uh-huh.
1: mean? Um
0: just like that there's more out there. There's something else out there that, that,
1: you know, you were talking about living in a bubble and how easy it is to feel you live in a bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, I was never, I never had a conversation with anybody that, you know, that plant is just alive as I am.
0: Right.
1: That tree is breathing the same breath or, you know, that, I mean, I knew it, but I never really thought about it in a way that was like, Oh, you know, I'm equal. I, I became a vegetarian as soon as I moved out of my parents' house and then was a vegan for a very long time.
0: Was that when you got sick?
1: I got sick before I became a vegan. Oh, okay. And that was part of my interest in becoming a vegan was to really figure out a way to be more more healthy. My The sick was it was a difficult transition. And um, becoming a vegan while working in a health food store, and at the time it was a small health food store, it was really smooth. Right. And, um, yeah, if you're
0: surrounded by it. It's an easy transition.
1: Exactly. And so, um, I am not a vegan at the moment. Um, although I don't eat meat and haven't eaten meat, uh, since I was 18. Wow. Um, there, the, just that co- concept that like we're all equal mm-hmm. and starting to grasp that. I mean, I'm, again, I'm constantly, um, yeah. polishing it.
0: I understand what you mean. And it's, it's really hard to put yeah. that kind of stuff into words that yes. it's like there almost isn't words for it.
1: Yes. At the time I wrote um, a lot of poetry about it. Um, but no one really saw it Right. because it was so, so personal. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have any friends that at, when it first started, I didn't have any friends that would have understood it right. or resonated with it. We were, they were all partiers and, um, and here I was like, contemplating like my connection to the trees, you know, (laughs) (laughs) which is not something that would have like, and not that they would totally think I was crazy, but, um, it wasn't what they were contemplating. That's for sure. Exactly. And then the move to Maui really helped. And then the move to Humboldt, you know, like I moved up to Humboldt, uh, in 2001 and went right into Julia Butterfly had just come down from her Redwood Tree. I don't know if it was that year or the year before, but the whole living in the redwoods. I went right into Humboldt in in the summertime before the fall and um, went into a training to learn about, you know, consciousness, objectiveness and um, how to defend the, you know, the forest and that sort of thing. And then and I did do that kind of work a little bit and and understanding that and being um, being aware of it. And learning how to um, embody it—that was, see, that was like probably the beginning of that embodiment. It was into Maui, and and finding I was sick instead of going to the clinics because it wasn't that you know. And I probably did go to a few clinics, but you know, really taking my health into my own hands—that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's something um, I'm passionate about with my daughter and in my personal household. Yeah. Um, Whether it's, you know, what I'm using to clean my house or what it is that we're using to put in our bodies. Yeah, you have to be
0: conscious of that stuff Mm -hmm. because certainly no one else will be. No,
1: and on our skin Mm -hmm. and, you know, on my bed. Like, every place that I'm at, like, it's this conscious decision of, you know, I'm responsible for me. And in this world, I'm really only responsible for myself and my daughter. Yeah. And I'm responsible for her until she's of age where she can potentially be responsible for herself. But um, that, and and at this point in the game, she is the ultimate priority. Her health and her well-being and her ability to grow and function as a conscious body as well. Um, in the most healthiest form I could potentially offer her. It's not to say that, like, I'm crazy with organic food and whatnot, but at home, yeah. absolutely, because I can be. Yeah, It doesn't mean we don't go and eat out, and I understand right. that yeah. at some restaurant exactly. it's not going you, to be organic. You but. control
0: what you can control, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, that's that's all it has to be, you know, mm-hmm. you make the right. best decision you can with right. what's available, right because and even, you can't kind of stress over it right. uh, it being this exactly. this bigger exactly, thing.
1: and even with the organic concept, it's not just about her body being healthier, it goes back to living that yogic lifestyle where the right. farming choices that an organic farmer makes is is more conscious to the earth mm-hmm. and to the water and to the families around them and and like so it it becomes the lifestyle and that is way more um important and yeah Yeah. it's so much more rewarding and um you know those who eat meat there is an option even in ventura to get your meat Mm -hmm. from conscious organic farmers who are treating not only treating their animals with good ways but are treating the land that the animals are on with Mm -hmm. good ways.
0: well, it's just nice because it shortens, it shortens that chain. Yes. You can actually have the opportunity to, to understand um, and kind of meet the sources. Right. You know what I mean? And that's There's the a... point.
1: That, then that turns into the Juxtapose, you know, the, the right. community project that I, I kind of yeah, created what is a while that? ago. That's kind of cool. Um, the and juxtapose... what is that warehouse? That was even... just one random spot. So oh, okay. the thing with juxtapose. But what is that warehouse though?
0: I don't even. Uh... Um,
1: the big Buddha warehouse is wh- is a, a where she stores her imports from Asia. Okay. And she sells those imports. As and furniture. she just
0: okay, so it's like Asian imports. Mm-hmm. That's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but juxtapose is a community concept of drawing locally owned businesses and local people together to do a free yoga class. That's you know on all levels. Yoga right. class, so
0: it moves around. It moves around. It's every a, once, once a month. A different business mm-hmm. every month, mm-hmm. and it's always free.
1: Mm. It's always free, and at the moment, um, we're sponsored by Kavita. Kavita yeah. is the probiotic drink oh, that I is know, yeah. locally made. It I know was, they're right uh, down the street from my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like two blocks from nice. my work, and they were created never been in, in there, um, So they've been sponsoring me for over a year now, um, or sponsoring the juxtapose for over a year now. Right. And I've now just acquired um, Selby Selby Photo. She's a, f- a local photographer who's yeah. now sponsoring Juxtapose by offering to come to all of the um, events. And then she takes, you know, higher quality pictures. And then right. those pictures are available for you to pull, tag, do what you'd like uh, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, they're all posted and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So it's not um, like a free
0: event, but it's kind of free photo too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And um, my complete intention is to literally get us to to, to connect as a community to see that yoga is not just on a mat in a studio, but also, um, you know, some of the places I've been to are places that we don't think about going to. Um, Homegrown Surf Shop, when I went in there and did one there, Homegrown it was cool. small. Yeah. It was a smaller place. I love that it wasn't, known about, it wasn't as frequented. And then they moved, and they're bigger, and they're great. They're bigger now. Right, yeah. which is awesome. Um, but they were was, cool. That first so, location yes, was neat. I know, the, was Is so that where you sweet. did it? Yes. The we one on Main Street? Mm-hmm.
0: Go over there by Five Points? Yeah.
1: Um, I got to do, uh, last year we got to go to the Food Share Warehouse. and Food Share. Um, yeah is very near and dear to my heart and has supported my daughter and I when we were needing food in our house and so um, I've had a few opportunities to give back and uh, last winter we went into the um, warehouse and filled the warehouse with yogis That's cool. and
0: um, where is that warehouse um,
1: in Oxnard and I th- believe the donation bucket had about three or four hundred dollars and maybe a little less but then also about four or five big trash cans full of um cans were donated mm-hmm. um and so it's a really fun space to offer and bounce and i love finding like the cookiest weirdest places to like offer and i'm always open for suggestions on like yeah. someplace again the cr- criteria is it has to be locally owned um and that's really it because um, otherwise we can get creative from there yeah and so um and That's then cool. it's always announced about that month. It's not like when you're at one, you're going to find out where the next one is. You have to get onto Facebook and like my work page <laughs> in order to find out where the next one is, which yeah. is fun. Or you might see a flyer You know where the next it.
0: one's going to be already?
1: I do. I know where the next few are going but to be. they not going to announce it. No. Okay. No, mm-hmm. they don't get announced. It'll be announced um, around the 1st of July. Okay. Um, but it's fun, and it's fun for the business owner, and it's fun for the community. Yeah, that'll be
0: cool. I wanted to go to the one last month, but um, I can't remember what I was doing. It was a Saturday morning, right?
1: Sunday mornings. They're generally on Sunday mornings. What was I
0: doing on a Sunday morning? I don't remember. Oh, I was out of town. I was okay. um, I was down watching a CrossFit competition. Oh, yes, I remember
1: that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. There's a
0: girl at our gym that is a Very cool. phenomenal athlete. Very she's cool. She's doing really, really well with all this competition stuff. It's fun to watch. I bet. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. This has been fun. Yeah, Rumi is a handful. Yes, is she a handful? Yes, she's very precocious. Yes, I like it though. Yes. It's funny. She's 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 fun. Yeah. Yeah. What is the connection to the moon, and how the practice follows the moon cycle and all that kind of stuff? I've always wanted to ask that.
1: Um, so I've always been interested in the moon personally, mm-hmm. and really started realizing and noticing, um how affected we are with the moon. A
0: lot of people say that. Mm-hmm. What, regardless of what type of spirituality you Correct. subscribe to or Correct. whatever, a lot, a lot of people, yes. you know, like, and the best oh, a way, full moon. Right. You know, yeah. like.
1: And the best way to really resonate with that is to look at we live in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Watch the ocean when the moon cycle changes. Mm-hmm. It's different in the full moon than it is for the new moon. It's different, different times of the year as well, right? Mm-hmm. The okay. um, water changes. Our bodies are made up, you know, mostly of water. How can we say that the changes in the moon cycle are not going to affect us if we watch it affect rivers and streams and oceans oh, yeah. um, and and that sort? So that's like the like flat flat line, simple like way of looking at it.
0: Scientific way of just yeah.
1: Is that there's no way we're made up of water? Mm-hmm. So what I got. I started sharing things as I personally follow, like the moon cycle and see that kind of thing. I started sharing it in classes, and what I started to notice was that people softened. They're like, oh, I'm not the only one feeling this. Oh, like, you know, just that space of seeing that we are collective. And even if, like, you don't know the person's name, three mats next to you, you're still supporting them on their journey because you're there with them and you're both breathing. And you both showed up. And that's where, like i noticed, like it's it's it brings the community together. Yeah, regardless of space. of of
0: what it does for people, it, yeah, it it breaks down a barrier mm-hmm. a little Absolutely.
1: bit. Absolutely, and it's I had a friend once say to me um, about astrology. He, you know, he said it's it's like the forecast. You know, we check the forecast and it says it's going to be this way, but that's not a hundred percent how right. it's going to be.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, with astrology, but then, but then you kind of manifest that a little bit, for and it yourself, gives you, you know? it
1: gives you an idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And with astrology, it's not it's not the end all be all. Yet, you check it, mm-hmm. and it gives you some sort of feel. And it's it's not that like that's again it's not the end all be all. But man, the more you talk about it, and the more you, you get into it, the more it, it aligns, and it's wild, and it's cool. It's the coolest thing um, that I have found to share in the practice Mm -hmm. and i really can say that if i had if i was teaching in a way where i came in on a new moon with a really strong fiery practice most people would end up feeling really agitated throughout the practice Mm -hmm. because it isn't what they need Their, their 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 soul doesn't need an agitating practice during a new moon drawing inward sensational feeling. Right. And and the last thing I want to do is agitate a bunch of people who are going to go back to the community. Yeah. Well, maybe that's
0: (laughs) part of what resonates with me too is that quite often um, I leave feeling like that was exactly what I needed. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's a big part of it.
1: Yeah. I definitely um, personally don't come from a background where like I sit down at the beginning of the week and write a bunch of sequences out that I'm diehard needing to teach. Right. Unless like it's the Agni practice for tomorrow type of thing, which comes from Shiva. Shiva created that practice. Oh, Um, but, uh, I am aware of what's going on. I'm aware of what we've been doing. Right. And then I also have to feel out the room. Like I have this like structure, like this skeleton idea, but then I'm aware of what's happening in the room before I can just Mm -hmm. dictate and throw out like, this is what we're doing. Um, Right. Or if we've been focusing and playing with something, I yeah. might still focus and play Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. Well, we that's get a big a part of it is you kind of it. have
0: to connect with where uh, everyone's at and yeah. you and you feed whatever they need. Right. You know, right. that's that's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that awareness and that connection yeah. and all I that, you. you know. Yes. That's a cool way to do it. Yes. Yeah. This has been fun. I'm learning so much about you. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about doing this is it's it's an excuse to uh, to That's sit great. down and talk, right? Because yes. when's the last time you sat and yeah. talked for, I don't know how long it's been. Right, but, right, right. Um, you know, yeah, it's nice. It's a
1: really good point.
0: We don't get a chance to, like, mm-hmm. sit down and talk to people all, all that often, no, you know? No, no. Speak to you for, like, a couple minutes after class. Exactly, you know? exactly. And then... Although I guess we might as well become friends. because We'll be seeing a lot of each other. Uh huh. We'll be on a boat in together. In a couple months. It's less than <laughs> it's less than three months away now. Oh, I can't that's believe so it. So wild. Yeah, the seventeenth was what Tuesday maybe of this week. Uh-huh, so that was the three month uh-huh. mark.
1: That is so exciting. Uh,
0: I know. I oh, know it's crazy. It's gonna be a blast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for them. Yeah.
1: Me too. Have
0: I met anyone else that's going?
1: Crystal. Right, Crystal. Um, a lot of, well, not a lot. There's 10, right? And um, some Suppose of the gals. There only 10? I think I, so. I thought I think it was 12, 12 total. Uh, Vera and I are the 12. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, it's um, Vera. I was thinking it was Vera.
1: Um, Vera. And um, some of the gals are in Santa Barbara. Okay. And um, did you meet Matthew? I don't think you met Matthew. I don't Matthew's think so. the only other gentleman coming. Okay. He lives in Sonoma gentleman.
0: Um. <laughs> Am I a gentleman? You're a gentleman. I, I
1: guess so. Yeah. Um, but a, a few of the other gals from Ventura have been in class off okay. and on. Um, I, tr- if like, if one Is of them sharing there- going? No. Okay. Did you meet Linda? Did I introduce you to Linda? Probably. I think she was in class a few weeks ago and I introduced you. It, when they're in what class, you're both Julie there. Julie? No. Oh, okay. Um, when they're in class I try to make sure and be like, Hey, don't leave yet Yeah. Um okay. we were at the grocery store, Matthew and I were at the grocery store the other day and ran into Linda and they were on the other like I was on one side of the fruit stand and she was on the other and he was as well and I was like, Hey, both of you and like yeah. introduced them. They're like, You're gonna hang out with each other yeah. so You might as well get you. comfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. Or um if some two show up in yoga up in Santa Barbara right. um I'll after class, you know, pull them to each other and say, hey, mm-hmm. here you both are. That's Just to cool. introduce them. But
0: Is divinetry neat? Based on pictures and stuff, it looks like a cool space. Yeah,
1: it's a big, beautiful space. Is it? I'm really happy that I'm teaching there.
0: That's cool. I'll have to go check it out sometime.
1: Uh-huh. It's really fun, I'm, for sure. Um, when do you teach up there? I teach there Tuesdays at 5 p.m., Okay. Wednesdays at 9.30 a.m., and Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Oh. So Tuesday, Wednesday, it's Thursday. Possible I it's I like make a there. Thursday then. And those are my favorite class. I mean, I love them all and I love right. being in there. My Thursday 6.30 p.m. class is a lot of fun because it? it's a 90-minute practice. Okay. And it's in the evening and um, it's a good time for people when yeah. they, you know, they're off of work. and.
0: Right. Yeah, it's very much like our Wednesday yeah. night one.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's the one I can actually make. Maybe I'll have to come check one yeah, out. Yeah, nice. What's your absolute favorite class? Can you answer that? No,
1: because I just did. Yeah, they're all so different. Yeah. um, Well, I tend to stick with the same sequence concept one week at a time. Okay. The slow flow class is very different. That's my, that's, that one focuses more on Mark Whitwall's The Promise Practice. It's very different. Um, And I love, I just love teaching. I love being with people and doing yoga together and, and seeing them shine. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great thing to. Uh, you're very blessed to have that as as kind of the direction of your life. You right. Know what I mean? Oh, I agree. Is you get to do that kind of stuff, and then also just something that keeps you moving. Yes. You know, yes. I. Uh, yes. I mean, obviously, my life is about to change, but I. Uh, that's 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 the worst thing of my job is is that you feel like you stagnate. Mm-hmm. You know, being mm-hmm. in being in the same space all day every day.
1: I have been in the fitness industry my whole career.
0: Yeah really really so lucky I
1: haven't um, and, and like I have to force myself to get on my computer once or twice a week to answer emails and take care of like some PR stuff or That's networking incredible. and um, I sit here I double up my yeah. two different pillows and right. I sit here and, and even now I'm like okay I think I need to start moving I um, know it's hard but, right <laughs> but yeah I'm the
0: same way I stand at my desk most of the day nice. so I'm constantly like moving and shifting mm-hmm. I'll kick my mm-hmm. shoes off and roll my feet or mm-hmm. something you know mm-hmm. but, yeah you're lucky Mm-hmm. Oh, you. I agree.
1: I'm, and I'm always being grateful is what makes it even that much more magical. Mm-hmm. Always being thankful, grateful, making sure that those in my life who are helping support me know that I'm grateful and thankful. I'm always saying thank you, thank you, thank you under my breath. I make sure to say it before I go to bed at least, you know, 20 times. And, um, I find that the more consistent I am with that, the more consistent I am with flowing with abundance, like that gratitude and, um, love and way is super important and I do understand now. Yeah. My back is still really tweaked. Is it? Yeah. Well, maybe That's it's a good, good, good
0: time to end it then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You have any other questions?
0: No. This was fun. Cool. I didn't really have a set a set list cool. of things to talk about, but cool. this was a lot of fun. It Just to get to know you a little bit better. Uh-huh. Let me see how long it went. Any guesses? No. An hour 5.
1: Oh.